Welcome to Weekend at Effie's. Me and Peter are looking at each other today, and we're feeling like, I don't want to say psychopaths, but like like in the cycle of despair, I think. Cyclepaths? Cyclepaths. We're cycling Holy through the path shit. of despair. We're cyclepaths. We also saved Lucy's life. We did. We just had... <laughs> this is actually crazy. And I don't know where this podcast is going to go. I think it's going to be very interesting. I revealed something very dark and personal about how I spent my weekend and then Lucy almost died. Lucy almost died. We were both complaining about how we're just depressed today. We're not feeling great. And Lucy got her mouse stuck in a toy and we had to both run to the rescue and set Lucy free. Honestly, maybe Lucy was trying to tell us something. I think she was. Uh, She was dealing with some things too and we came through. Now, when I took too much acid, and this is a... Oh, the time? The time. Uh, there was a period for two or three days while I was tripping where the voice of everything became the voice of Reggie Watts, became the voice of God, became the voice of all things. And so sometimes when strange voices come into my life that I don't expect, uh, I sort of trust them and listen to them and imagine that's the message that's supposed to come to me. Now, is this a little absurd? Probably. But I got in the car today and usually on the way over to you, I would listen to whatever podcast I'm listening to, it would just continue uh-huh. with the Bluetooth, but the Bluetooth didn't connect and it was fucking Ryan Seacrest, bro. And this is why you can't ever discount any, uh, any voices that come to you because, you know, typically I'd be like, I'm not taking advice from Ryan Seacrest, but it was Ryan Seacrest talking about how the word of the year is going to be perseverance. And you know what? I needed to hear it. And you just looked at me a little strange and you're thinking, Ryan Seacrest, what is he talking I'm about? I'm just tired right now. I don't We're want to all hear tired. perseverance. Perseverance, Peter. We are almost to episode 80 of Weekend at Effie's. We're getting so close to this. We're going to have to figure out what 100 looks like. We are going to have to figure this out. But you know what? I also think we're going to figure it out. All right? I just opened my co-star. We're clearly looking for advice here on how to continue with our life. Uh, mine what says, your, say today, your life yeah. is not an epic poem. Wow. Yeah. It was a little bit of a slap in the face. a hard thing to say to a Gemini. <laughs> Real hard thing to say to a Gemini whose life so far has been an epic poem. Well, mine isn't particularly great either. Mine just says, all of this could be different. Yeah. All of this could be different. Wow. Look at us taking it in. But you know what? I think dealing with things as they come to us on the nose, handling life as it hits us, that's what this podcast is about because we are checking in every week. And some weeks, especially in my life, are full of exasperant joy or conflict or uh, some new opportunity. But right now, uh, we're reshuffling the deck, Peter. We already have the cards. Mm-hmm. We already have every card in the deck. We got to reshuffle this thing and start dishing out some some royal flushes, if we're going to be honest. There's so much coming up that is overwhelming the fuck out of me, Peter. Yeah. Uh, L.A. for WrestleMania weekend, absolutely overwhelming. I have people coming to me going, should I come to L.A. for WrestleMania weekend? And these aren't fans coming for WrestleMania. They're wrestlers, you know. And I'm going, please don't. Please don't. As we move forward and do more of these Effie's Big Gay Brunches, it's like there will be some people on them that you recognize. We will move more into like putting over regional people who are around there. But it, there is no money in the book right now to fly everyone I want to fly out to L.A. It's a very expensive city. I have the the U.K. Big Brunch coming up. And you know me, like, I want this to be reflective of their scene, reflective of an LGBT community, 
Uh, I'm going into a foreign country to do it. Once again, I can't fly over all my people who are good at wrestling to do this. These are things that like they emotionally sit with me and I don't like it. I don't like that I can't do all of these things. I don't like that I have to have limits on what I'm doing. I don't like that I have to live in a real world where there are uh, finances and limitations on our dreams. Uh, and I don't like where the wrestling industry is at right now as far as looking after people and looking after superstars. Like I don't want to come on here and sound like a bitter Betty, but there is something that's sort of... Um, how do you, how, what do you what do you I say? I like that when better than Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. What did bitter, I say? Bitter Betty. Bitter Betty. Debbie bitter Downer. Betty yeah, great. So a bitter Betty, you know. But I'm. It's sort of like, oh, everyone has no long form memory when we're dealing with like. I'll get onto fucking Twitter and people are still in the Gabe Sapolsky spaces, and I'm going. Six years ago, we all had this conversation where he doesn't pay anyone, and now wrestling is going like that's the guy we need for advice, and it's very difficult in my position to sit here and go like. No one will ever learn any lessons. No one will ever figure this out. Everyone will continue to listen to dipshits like Billy Corgan. Everybody's going to keep, you know, forgetting what happens and new people will come in and we can't just explain the story every time. And part of me is becoming um, a little bit understanding that I will be far more appreciated 10 years from now than I am currently. Not that people don't appreciate me currently, but the more I look around at the wrestling scene, the more I look around what the wrestling expectations are, the more I look around the product that is being put out on a grand scale, I get more and more frustrated because it feels like only some people are listening to me and the parts they are listening to, they don't want to admit that I came up with them and they don't want to admit that the wrestling business is a little bit different than what it was before I got here. And I'm not trying to make a big play like I've defined what wrestling is but it is frustrating to see when they just take the good things you that you came though, up with gay. but then continue doing this listen here's example all right the great muto retiring kiji muto retiring shinsuke nakamura comes from wwe and goes to do a match with him sucks the mist out of his mouth and sprays it back on him I did that against Orange Cassidy. I did that against Sue Young. I've been doing that finish, and I'm glad a few people noticed it, but it is sort of this thing where you're like, do I just have to turn into a piece of shit Hulk Hogan, book myself like a motherfucker, tell everybody else they're sitting the fuck down, stop giving people opportunities where I allow them to get the better of my situation and look more over than me. 2023, I'm feeling very fucking selfish. I'm feeling a little bit bitter Betty, as you say, and I'm kind of trying to redefine to say like, did y'all motherfucking forget that I'm the queen? Did everyone in this goddamn room forget I'm the queen? Are you looking around the building and acknowledging the fact that I brought these motherfuckers in to see you, that they weren't watching wrestling before I showed up, that I'm a fucking gateway drug, and that I'm tired of acting like I'm not the biggest thing on the goddamn scene, whether you be a TV star or not? I'm a fucking true life diva. I'm Celine Dion. No one's done it before. And I'm not going to be held down and put in a little fucking box and allow the rest of you to use my shit and think that you're one up on me and thank you Effie and look at it put some fucking respect on my name I'm sorry Peter I'm very fired up today all good I need to get out of this funk and I'm tired of being in this zone where I feel at a certain point that I am having to continue repeating myself to only be heard by certain people and to continue this repetitive cycle over and over I'm looking at my year and it is going to be a working year right now unless I shift something and I think I am going to shift something and I think I'm going to do some things that are going to be great. I'm ready to move. I don't want to be in this expensive-ass house that we got forced into anymore. My bills are higher than ever. Oh, yeah. It's a great time. I'm figuring my life out. My life at the end of this year will look very different than it looks right now. 
I almost hesitated to even say that out loud. But you know it's true. Mm-hmm. And you know that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And you know that's what life is. And right now, I'm trying to find my footing in a brand new year where I know what I'm doing is a product I am proud of putting out. And the people are watching. And they're enjoying it and paying for it and tuning into CFE. And the rest of the wrestling business, and this is me being a bit of a, uh, a conspiracy theorist, is making sure they can take all the things that I do that make money and not include me in having to do them because I'm hard to deal with because I know my fucking self-value and my self-worth. You will not be able to hide Effie behind a curtain. People will know what's going on and you can run and do whatever you want and make the safest, most fantastic wrestling product possible. I'm not going anywhere. Maybe I am fired up again, Peter. I had a great weekend, honestly. And then I came back home and I think I got sick. And you know, Peter... I don't really get sick very often. Mm-mm. And there's not that it's just a Gemini thing, but there's a frustration when I cannot do what I need to do that immediately kind of turns into an apathy of how do I get started again? Once I turn it off, it's very hard to crank that fucking engine back up. Once I completely turn it off and turn down and I am sick and I'm useless, it is hard to get that thing turned back on again. So maybe I'm here to turn my thing back on and get it started. Because the past few days, Monday, I definitely couldn't stream because I just felt like absolute shit. Got home, got the sofa cleaned, got everything done, ran all the errands, and then collapsed and said, oh my God, it's 6 p.m. I can't even stand right now. And then Tuesday, the same. And here we are on Wednesday. I'm going to go train Bebop tonight. He's going to do an extraordinary time at his training. He's going to be better. He still might piss on the couch and piss us off. But you know what? I'm okay with it. He's getting better every day. He's going to be a little gentleman. I'm proud of his journey. I'm proud of what he's done so far. I've been working hard to train him. But I am tired. (laughs) Yeah. And I've taken on this responsibility. And I'm trying to create an environment where I can continue being Effie at this level. And also continue being Taylor at this level. And part of that means I think I'm just going to have to be a dick sometimes. I think I'm just going to have to pull the card. I think I'm going to have to be a little bit of a piece of shit to protect my energy. And I will be lovely to the people who support me, but I will limit uh, the amount I give myself outwardly sometimes, and I will give you the best version possible that I can. There's just something I want to touch on there, because I think it's just like a funny little word thing. I don't think you're being a piece of shit when you're doing that. I know, but that's how I have to like almost defend it to myself. I think you would be, and I'm not, we're being self-reflective and now I'm going to be slightly antagonistically reflective against you. I think you should, because you can do all of those things that you mentioned and be nice, like be pleasant about it. You don't have to, you're not actually being a piece of shit. In fact, I don't like those values having piece of shit attached to them because these are things that I'm learning to... Like, I've been very reflective about what I want to get done this year, and I think I just want to be more difficult. And I think we're touching on the same thing when we say yeah, that. Yeah, we are. And I also have to defend it to myself as I'm being difficult or I'm being less easygoing about particular things. I, I think that the, it, it's... Um... It's you're right. It's not being a piece of shit. There is but a I politeness think, to I it. I think both of us are maybe a little uncomfortable with that, which is why we're putting it 
in this other box. Right. I, I like I joked to some, I was like, man, I wish I wish I was like 20% dumber because to me, I feel like I do owe these things back because I've been given a platform and an opportunity to sort of live, you know, what most would consider a, a fantasy life where mm-hmm. my my work is built into creating art and creating art that I enjoy and that I am in charge of. Um and so I feel like since that is such a like I'm not building a house, okay? I'm not when I finish the job, there's not a house built. There's not a product at the end of it. I'm, I mean, there are products that I sell around me performing and me doing this thing, but I also in my heart truly feel like I can never disrespect a person who supports me when I'm an artist, but also there is the limit of like it sometimes in wrestling, they won't leave you alone until you just go like no and run away. And it's not, it's reminding myself also that like, you got to be a little direct and you got to be a little Mm -hmm. protective of these things. It's just, uh, I won't beat around the bush. It's good to put it out there. It's a little tough right now and I'm going to figure it out and I'm looking at, you know, how I want to schedule my dates and how I want to be in and out of town and you know, what, uh, changes I need to make to how I go out of town. If I need to say, Hey, you know, the extra money is going to be on there to put my fucking dog in boarding. So I don't make my partner go fucking insane. And if you can't pay that, then you don't get Effie. I have to trust in my gut enough that I sell tickets. There's a few promoters who admit it now. I've said it on here. That when we announce Effie, we sell more tickets. And if they can't meet those expectations, then, okay, I just, I'm going to stay home and figure it out another way. Yeah. And, you know, I keep joking that I'm going to get a job at Chili's. That if y'all piss me off too bad, I'm going to go work at Chili's. And I'm going to be good at it. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to clock in and clock out. And I'm going to be a regular person for two years. And then I'll come back and fuck the whole scene up. But I might just disappear and go get y'all some appetizers. It's two for 20. And we do have the... uh the strawberry margaritas are a dollar just tonight. So if y'all want any of those, let me know. Another ranch for you? Perfect. All right, we'll see you in a minute. You think it could work? I think it could work. Did you watch the menu? I watched the menu last okay. night. Uh, think, should we save that for mini I think that's going to be our mini Okay, perfect, because I watched it, and I have lots of thoughts. I have so many thoughts. There, there's a lot of... It was of... not the movie I expected it to be. No, and it was not. Here's my favorite thing to do, and it works every time, and people are going to be like... This there's no way this works every time. My boy Ralph Fiennes, right? Legend. Just like if bless Ray. If you My were gonna goodness. pick a man of a certain age to represent that category of men that certain age, yeah. that's who I'd pick. Yeah. I'm picking him. Uh I keep looking at AJ and I go, you know who that is? And he goes, Who? And I go, Voldemort. And he goes, No, it's not. And every time we watch a movie with Ralph Fiennes in it, I do the same thing with him. Yes. And he doesn't know it's Voldemort ever. That's and I go, so funny. And he goes, no. And I go, that's Voldemort. And he goes, oh my gosh. Now he's a chef. And I was like, I know. Voldemort can be a chef. He can be all of these things. Weekend at Effies.com uh, will actually get you to the Patreon. Yes, I don't have I to tell you to go to patreon.com slash weekend at Effies. Weekend at Effies.com. If you are getting this episode early, you are already on the Patreon. Thank you. If you are not on the Patreon yet, it helps us tremendously. Uh, we'd love we to have you are also about to restructure the Patreon sick. I love so this. now is actually a really good time to go ahead and join because you will be grandfathered into wherever you are sitting on the tiers sick. I love this. Peter, let me know. You tell me that's what we, we'll do. That's the other thing for, um, and we'll talk about it more in the mini-sode. We've been getting lots of suggestions from the Patreoners who still no, don't have a name yet, which we'll we'll figure that out this year. Yeah, um, we will figure that out this year. We will year. figure it out. Uh, just lots of amazing suggestions, stuff that I would never even think 
that is wonderful. So well, and look, when you take suggestions, you end up getting the Patreon you want. So yeah, we're yeah. trying. So it's, it's being shaped by everyone. Consumer. It's very part. Of the, actually, we had our first episode named by one of our Patreons. God bless you, Nick. I got to hug you this weekend. Thank you for naming the episode. Uh, not to continue on this trend, and I found of, out that everyone else is as sick as I am with the titles. It was wonderful to discover that, like, the really dirty ones were not just being brought up by me. Okay, good. All right, yeah. Listen, filth, filth is fun. Uh, I had a few conversations this weekend about uh, I'm done trying to entertain adults. I said this to Jerry at IWTV. I said I'm sick of fucking adults. He's like, what? And I was like, all I want to do is make puppet children shows and entertain kids. Adults are stupid. I'm tired of it. They have high expectations. You know, I can't, I don't know if I can entertain somebody who's seen every season of Bones. All right. They've probably seen everything. You remember that show Bones? What is that even about? Well, you know, like she's Dr. Bones and she's going to help find. Is that the only. The crimes using the Bones. Uh, so her name is Bones and she uses Bones. I think, yeah, I think that's the, mm. see what I'm talking about? It's hard to entertain What about Castle? Well, he turn he's turns into a castle. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Frank the Castle. Frank, Frank Castle. Oh, Frank, Frank the Cas- Castle. Wasn't Frank? Isn't that the Punisher? Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. I'm just mixing up characters now. Guess what? In the end times, all of it won't matter. Somebody said, "When did comic books start getting written well?" And they said, "When Stan Lee stopped uh, writing the dialogue." Which brings up an interesting point of like the creator of something is not the best version of something. No. R.I.P. I mean, it's just like cover songs. There are a million songs that are done. A gazillion times better by other people. Remember that girl who ripped up the picture of the Pope? What's uh, her name? Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. She did that Prince song pretty well. Uh huh. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Oh, I'm doing kids shows from now on. Uh, You know what she said when she ripped it up? What? Know the real enemy. Yeah. Well, know the real enemy. Hey, you know what happened to Pope Benedict? What he fucking deserved. Fucking hammer. What he fucking deserved. Hit him with a hammer tired of it I did you honor. see that thing <laughs> was it made up that had to be made up no, the pope it's hammer true. it's totally true they they hit him with the pope hammer to make sure they're asleep i mean okay i say that's true but i did zero research other yeah. than just the article i'd like to I think that was up. true or they just I'm knock him on the su- noggin someone when i was in high school someone convinced me that they were going to a secret harry potter wizard-like school and could do actual magic and i totally bought that shit one kid in elementary school he would come to school and he it was cold when we had uh, time on the playground and he told me that he owned a portable heater that was really small and he could bring it. It would heat us all up. And I kind of figured out he was bullshitting. So I just kept sort of accosting him to bring the heater. Yeah. And every time he would forget and he would forget and I'd be like, Oh my God, this heater doesn't exist. And he would lean into it more. And I hope I didn't drive that kid to madness. Damn. I wonder what he's doing now. Probably selling heaters. I guess. I don't know. All right. Here's a big frustration. I'm going to start the story off with this. Frustration. Number one, I don't like the concept of being this outlaw celebrity entertainer in pants who has to wake up at 4.30 in the fucking morning. But to make my flight to get to Massachusetts Friday to wrestle in a show that started at 3 o'clock, I had to wake up at 4.30 in the fucking morning. And also, once again, the deja vu of it. I don't like having a conversation with my partner the night before where we kind of agree that he'll drive me to the airport. And then I wake up and I'm like, I knew he wasn't going to drive me to the airport. It's not, I'm not offended by it. Yeah. I should have known to begin with. Like yeah. nobody wants to wake up at five in the morning and take me to the fucking airport. Nah. Grow up, you lunatic and get in the fucking Uber and charge somebody. You, you don't need to have him drive you to the fucking airport. He's not your fucking uh, assistant. Let that boy sleep. He has to go to work. And the dumbness in my heart to think that like I could wake up and be like, no, it's, t- it's 4.45, it's time to go. And he's like, but fuck you. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And call a new, like, just call the Uber, you loser. I'm talking to myself. Let your partner sleep in. Grow up. So I woke up really early. I got to the airport, and I was on a, uh, a Frontier flight, which I've learned how to fly on Frontier. I don't really mind it that much. But you do have to do a certain thing to prepare for Frontier, where you have to buy your bag in advance, or you're going to have trouble. Are you going to pay extra? You have to get in line early. Are you going to have trouble and pay extra? And you have to enjoy the other people who don't know how to fly Frontier. If you let their frustration and mayhem and chaos get to you, you're going to have a chaotic day. But if you can just lean back and be like, I'm good to go and watch everyone else get sort of yelled at by the Frontier staff, it's actually kind of enjoyable. So by six in the morning, I was already at uh, my walkthrough, but with Frontier at TSA... I check my merch bag. I take my gear bag. They check it every time. And it used to, to me, it used to be like kind of a cute moment where I was like, it's my wrestling gear. Like, and now I'm like, honestly, you're wasting five minutes of my day. You've never caught a terrorist. 2023. I'm back to accosting the TSA. I get it. There's 400,000 of you dipshits working at the TSA. You found your truth. You're incredible. You've taught everyone how to take their fucking shoes off. You've wiped every baby baby bottle with powder on it to see if it's anthrax. And nothing has ever come of it. Let me take my jacket and let me go do my thing. Should I just get TSA pre-check? They'd still check my fucking bag. Okay? Yeah, I could keep my shoes on. They're still going to look at the jacket that looks like... And then somebody's going, we well, should put it in your check bag. Yeah. And then they'll lose the checked bag and I want on my jacket. It doesn't matter. I sound crazy today, Peter, and I'm fine with it. And I'm glad we're setting people up with a new version of this. I get to Connecticut around 11 and then I get in the car with the promoter and we drive to Massachusetts, which is only about an hour. It's all the states are very small there. Uh, so everything is fairly close. And we drive to Massachusetts. And what is happening is called the Restival. Now, do you know about the Restival? I do not. I've heard this name. Well, it's a wrestling festival themed around uh, wrestling at a festival. But what that means is there's just shows nonstop. So the day before, there were shows at 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and 11 o'clock. And then this day, there were shows at 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and 11 o'clock. And we were on the 3 o'clock show. So I got there, and I was there very early. Saw a lot of people. It actually was very joyous. I saw many people I know. It was back in the White Eagle in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, it's a famous building. You've probably seen it if you've watched any of the Beyond YouTube matches. It is home to Beyond Wrestling most of the time, Wrestling Open. But today it was going to be home to Blitzkrieg, and we were going to make magic happen. Now, in these wrestling festival situations, frustration number two. I got to just like, it's very tight quarters. There's not any personal space. And you just got to kind of like fit in where you can and get your stuff together. The days of thinking that Effie has this like grand uh, dressing room with sparkling water and grapes and uh, salami, but the little salami from like a charcuterie board, it's done. Those days are over. I got part of an area where I kind of stand over my uh, suitcase and change. I got to get over these things, Peter. I'm letting it out. This is the airing of the grievances at the beginning of the year. We're airing it. Because I really enjoy myself, but I got to air these grievances, okay? I change. I get ready. Allie finally makes it. When Allie gets there, I feel a little bit of uh, spiritual oneness, you know? Allie is my girl. She's helped me through a lot of things. We stayed together most of the weekend, which was uh, a nice 
I just lost where I was, Peter. Uh oh. Just leave it there. You stayed with Allie? No, no, no. She just showed up finally. She showed up? Yeah. I'm very confused today. What'd you do? Well, we, we I feel figured, like I'm helping like someone that just got Please help like, I'm, me. You just, I'm, uh, the EMT, <laughs> your bike is in two pieces. It's, no, like, I feel like this is post, like I've witnessed a crime and you're the oh. off, you're the good cop who's yes. like, all right, let's go. Wait, now when Allie got there, what were you saying there? Let's go through that. Who was around? Where were you standing? What were you doing? I'm very, I'm very in it right now. We figured out this tag match. I just figured out where I'm going with this. And it was Bussy, Ali and Effie, versus Anthony Green, who has worked for Impact and like WWE. Anthony Green? Not that Anthony Green. Oh. It's a different Anthony Green. Oh. We did not fight the lead singer of Circus Survive. This is the alternative Anthony Green with Ava yeah, Everett. Yeah, you know, they're a great alternative band. Yeah, they are a great alternative band. I saw Circus Survive at Bonnaroo one time, Uh huh. and we made eye contact at one point, and I was pretty sure me and Anthony Green were both on mushrooms. Just the way, like, there was a spiritual yeah. moment. He was climbing over the crowd, just ripping his shirt off and covered in sweat. And I looked into those sweet green eyes, and I said, oh, my God, I think we're both on mushrooms at your show. Uh, the last time I saw them, they opened for Coheed and Cambria at the sense. Tabernacle, and they had these like 14 foot tall mirrors set behind them with strobe lights. Oh my god! And it was—I feel bad for anyone that you know can't handle or is. Yeah, know, it, was, it sounds intense. It's stro- It was very stroby, but it was really just so we could get like the staggering of Anthony Green as he danced across the stage. There are many Anthony Greens. Yes, this one is mine. I don't think everyone survived that set. It was well, Circa survived that set, right? Did, aren't, didn't they break up though? I don't know. Everybody breaks up. Everybody's back together. Yeah. The reunion tour. Here we go. Ten year anniversary. I don't care. Whatever. I remember being in high school and seeing his tattoo of the candle burning at both ends to me like, oh my God, that's so deep. It is so deep until you burn your candle at both ends and then all you have is a stubble of wax in your hands. This is true. Sorry I'm getting real here today, Peter. <laughs> Let's get real. Well, here's the point I'm trying to make. Frustration number two. People don't know what the fuck pro wrestling is. Sorry if I just read it out the mic. All right? I've tw- 2023... Is 10 years since I went crazy on acid and started training to pro wrestle. Oh, 10 years. 10 years in July. Damn. All right. So I wasn't wrestling yet at this point in, in 2013, but I was uh, understanding of this. <laughs> I couldn't let whatever was happening go on much longer. Right. Which is drinking a bottle of scotch a night and then running a moving company and having to fire people and hating myself over it and having to deal with people's shit when I didn't even have any... Uh, emotional attachment to my own shit and having to hear these old pieces of shit tell me, oh, I scratched my chair from the 1800s. I don't give a fuck. I realized I was at the end of this tale. I could not listen to people anymore. I could not take direction uh, into this fucking stupid, stupid-ass group of people who are so worried about their fucking earthly possessions when in reality, their emotional life is hollow and empty and disgusting. All right, that's where I was at in 2013 as a grown adult. Well, here I am in 2023. So 10 years into this shit and people still don't know what the fuck we do. Let me make it perfectly clear. And I'm going to get to the point with this. People leave their house. People direct their eyes. People pay money in some form or fashion to stream, to attend, to go to wrestling, to be what motherfuckers entertained to be entertained. Now there are many ways to entertain people through spectacle of moves, 
uh, character conflict, interesting stories, flashy entrances. There are many ways to entertain. Y'all are on some dumb shit most of the time. Nobody cares about your wrestling matches for wrestlers. Yes, these are wrestling fans. They're coming to watch wrestling. That doesn't mean you have to fucking bore them with every technique and dumb thing that you thought you've learned from every dipshit who can never get over in this business who tells you that's how wrestling matches are won. After our match, Anthony Green, Ava Everett, Alley Catch, Effie, all the fucking wrestlers in that building were coming up to me saying, that was so fucking entertaining. All the fans in that building were coming up to me saying, that was so fucking entertaining. And you know what? They were right. It was entertaining. And guess what? People still want to act like what we're doing is not correct pro wrestling. Guess what, stupid idiots? You're wrong. Our pro wrestling is what is working. When they are sitting on their ass and confused after watching your 25-minute roll-around dipshit spectacles without any ounce of character or conflict or motivation or understanding of what the people are looking at, while no one claps, and then they paid to see Effie, so they're clapping for Effie's eight-minute fun match, and you think they're there to see you, you stupid idiot? They're not there to see you. Grow up. We're the entertaining ones, okay? It's entertainment. You've gotten so deep in the hole of wrestling that you've lost the fucking plot. It is entertainment. I have chosen pro wrestling as my form of storytelling and entertaining. But don't ever forget that it is the form. It is the method of telling this story. It is not just a thing you throw out there and go, Ooh, look, we did some pro wrestling efficiently and really well. Look how well I know the name of this wrist log. No one fucking cares, Peter. So what do we do? We entertain the people. Now, I did get to see a lot of my good friends this day, including uh, Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd had fought the night before in a match that I thought was very entertaining with Hoodfoot, which was very different than the match I had, which was a big, crazy, over-the-top, hardcore cage match. It was insane. Good for them. After this, though, I've been up since 4.30, Peter. Sell my merch. They kick everybody out of the building. Because they've got to turn over. So here's Effie's new new frustration. I don't have enough time to sell my fucking merch. Because I have to do my match beforehand. And then I have my match. And then they're kicking everyone out of the building. Let them stay and buy the merch. I was yelling at a certain point. I was like, you're not kicking my people out. Let them buy the merch. So they're staying here. So everybody who wanted to buy merch can buy merch. But then I got to drive from Massachusetts to New Jersey. So we finally get out of there after eating a beautiful group dinner with a lot of fun people. Shout out Andy Brown, the new Blitzkrieg champion. I had some egg rolls. I had some gyoza dumplings. I didn't have enough food. We saw a beautiful rainbow bridge in Worcester, Massachusetts. You'll see it on the Patreon video. Uh, And then I drove four hours to Allie's house. We loaded up and got her stuff there. And then another two hours to Atlantic City, New Jersey. We finally arrived in Atlantic City at 2 a.m. This is hour 22 of my day, being alive, being awake. I finally get the hotel key from Brett. I finally decide, let's go to bed. I just took a shower first, so it was really like, you know, 3.30, I finally go to bed. And this isn't because I'm out being a crazy person or partying. This is the way it is. This is how it goes. I've done it a million times. I love it. I'm here. <sighs> Got to just focus and be in my brain. Because the next day is New Year's Eve. And New Year's Eve means I have to fight Blake Christian. Now, I know Blake Christian. I'm around Blake Christian a lot. 
Blake Christian is a very different wrestler from Effie. Blake Christian has a lot of success in his wrestling. He has worked for New Japan. He has worked for Ring of Honor. He has worked for AEW. He's worked for all of these places doing his particular style of wrestling. You know with Effie, I don't want to do a U match. I want to do an Effie match. And it was going to be a battle to get any of that. And really, I don't know how much of that I truly got. But I went out there and had an exhausting match that I thought was only like four minutes long. Like I was in the middle of this match and I was like, there's no way this match is really that long. And I looked online. It was a 12 minute match. This match went on for 12 full minutes. This boy ran the breath out of my system, tried to break me a hundred times, ran circles around me. No lie. But in the end, I pinned Blake Christian on the last night of the year. On the very last night, I pinned Blake Christian ROH, AEW, New Japan, superstar, who is probably going to end up being a world champion somewhere. But is it a little bit uh, of selfish Effie coming out? Hell yeah, it is. Because he kept joking about eliminating me from the Royal Rumble the next day. and Or the do or die Rumble, I should say. And I finally tried to eliminate him from the ring that way and then rolled his ass up when he got back in. And I said, I don't give a damn. Roll up. That's my finish. You know what my finish is? Winning. I'm not going to lose in 2023. I said it in 2022, 2023. I may not win, but it might be a no contest. But if it's not a no contest, I'm, I'm going to win. I'm winning the match. Okay. 12, 31, 22 winner is me. One, one. We got to get, Ugh, this is just so chaotic today. My yeah. brain is chaos. Yeah. I can't keep track uh-huh. of when things happen, why things happen or what was nope. going on. I hung out with Manser a bunch this weekend, which was great. We were both looking at each other going, we're going fucking crazy. And I was like, we're going fucking crazy. And we don't know why. We think it's just the spirit in the air. I will say this. We stayed up a pretty long night on New Year's Eve. We had a good time. Um, in that bed, after the match, going to bed late as we were going to bed, me and Manson were like, we're done with the day. We're not, we're not going out. We're not partying. We're not doing any of this. So we went to bed, and somehow people knew where we were sleeping. So it became this sort of like uh, revolving door of strange... Like, I'm pretty sure I figured out the show we sell, Peter, which is me and Mance are laying in beds in a hotel room, and people just keep coming in and out. Like, if I, if I listed off everyone who was coming in and out of this hotel room while we were in bed, it is the most bizarre group of humans It'll you can like imagine. That, was it Joan Rivers that did that in bed with Joan? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah, we're doing an in-bed. I bet we could set this up. This mm-hmm. actually wouldn't be that hard. But like when you've got there was I don't I don't want to like reveal everyone who is coming in and out of our room, but I am going to. I don't care. At one point, uh Miedo Extremo and Hijo del Vikingo, who's like the number one luchador in the world, and Ali Catch come into the room. And Allie starts like doing lucha bumps on the beds in front of Hijo del Vikingo. Then they leave. Then like all of a sudden Jimmy Lloyd and his crew shows up and they're in there. And then they're like, we should go up to this party. And I was like, I'm in bed. I'm not going up to this party. So we go up to this party <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know any of these people except for that one guy who's just passed out on the floor. This is so weird. I did one loop of the hotel room and left. And then they said, well, you need to come to this room. And I was like, I should go back to bed. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I can't go to this other room. So we go to this other room and it's even weirder. And then I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm going to bed. So by the time I go to bed, it's like five in the morning. And I look at Manders. I was like, Manders, got to tell you, 
you're wrestling tomorrow at 1 p.m. And that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. They've asked me before, like, because there's usually an afternoon show and an evening show. Right. But this day, it was like afternoon show and an afternoon show. It was a show at 1 and a show at 5 p.m. the day after New Year's Eve. And I'm going, are y'all crazy? But there were people at the show. People were there watching wrestling at 1 p.m. I have never, not once, ever in my whole existence woken up at noon to 1 p.m. Sunday at the showboat in Atlantic City and thought to myself, I'm ready to wrestle a wrestling match. Never. Not once. I could not trick myself into doing that or trick my brain into doing that. But we woke up on the first, and guess what? I looked outside. The first moments of 2023, you cannot see more than 20 feet. It is so foggy. There is no visibility of even the ocean that we are in front of. What does that tell you, Peter? What does that say? That we can't see anything outside of our own fog? That's a great... Peter just laughed into his hands. Great omen for right now, the year. Put Trump in fucking prison and I'll shut the fuck up. Um, it's, uh, there's there's a thread on Twitter today of a bunch of like pretty advanced terror readers that are like, yeah, I just haven't been able to get anything since the year started. Just like nothing is hitting. It's aliens, bro. Aliens. I... The, <sighs> I've been feeling unstuck in time where like everything that I encounter shifts five spaces over. What do you mean? Like all at the same time. Like my, my thoughts don't stay in place. No, none of my thoughts stay in place. I can't, I don't know what to do. I don't want an Adderall prescription, but I think it would save my life at this point. I can't focus on anything, Mm -hmm. Peter, but I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know what's making me not focus. I focused on an entire the entire first season of Severance with Adam Scott. Holy shit, you watched Severance? Yeah. Whoa, bro. Did you watch it? Yes, bro. Yes. With the greatest gay love storyline of all time? Yes. Are you yes, kidding yes, me? Yes, I'm yes, not yes. spoiling so anything. So tragic. Holy fuck, oh the my most god. tragic. Do you ever think, oh god, I don't want to spoil Severance no. for y'all. It's the best piece of television since I watched the first season of Westworld, for me personally. Mm-hmm. And now no one can watch Westworld. Part of that's fucking me up, too. Stuff just disappears. All of Legendary is gone. All of Westworld is gone. Oh, it's, they'll just pull it. They're pulling it. America, what do we need to do? Do we need to rise up? Is this the time? Are we done? I got to tell you this. We pulled in. We pulled into the parking deck when we got to the showboat Friday night. And the woman taking parking at 2 in the morning looks at us and says, did you hear about the town in Arkansas? They locked everyone in the town. And I said, what? And she said, the people have to rise up. We're tired of waiting. We're over it. We're going to fight back. And then gave me my parking ticket and sent me on my way. And it was one of the most bizarre interactions of my whole year in 2022. You know where I was a year ago on this on this day on 1-1-2022 over 1-1-2023? You know what I was doing? Frustration number four. Are we on four yet or did I skip three? I'm sure three was in there somewhere. I think it was. Yeah, it had to be. Frustration number four. Fuck you, Jeff Jarrett. Fuck you. All right. I'm finally just going to say it because I got you over. No one, not one person, not one person in all of America was talking about Jeff Jarrett before you showed up on January 1st and hit me with a guitar. And people are tired of me talking about it. Oh, this is your one little claim. I don't give a fuck anymore. 
from working with Effie one time, this motherfucker got a big podcast with Conrad. This motherfucker got to work Ric Flair's last match. This motherfucker worked at WWE. And this motherfucker is now running the same fucking storylines at AEW on TV. Put some fucking respect on my name, you motherfuckers. I get people over. And just because you don't have to pay me to do it doesn't mean that you don't have to give me some fucking respect, dipshits. I said security. Make sure that motherfucker doesn't step in here. And they're going, why would he step in there? He's at AEW now. Well, the last time we had a show in Atlantic City and they had a house show next door when he was working at WWE, he quit the next day. So who knows the power of Effie? I'll fuck your whole dream up. No Jeff Jarrett in my life in 2023. I will not acknowledge you. And guess what, Karen? I'm glad Max Caster pissed you off. Y'all go get mad at somebody else. Good for you, Max Caster. Roast his ass. But guess what? I'm going to tell you. It doesn't end well, brother. It doesn't end well. <clears throat> Last year, I made my uh, play and said I would win the Do or Die Rumble. This year, I was in the Do or Die Rumble. Now, did I win it? I did not win the Do or Die Rumble. Was I final four? Five? Final five in the Do or Die Rumble? Yes. Did Blake Christian throw me out of the ring for the 20th time, 19 of those times being in our regular match? Yeah, he fucking did, okay? Boo the shit out of that man. I didn't think there was a reason to boo him. He was respectful to me and kind. I will say in my singles match with Blake Christian, I forgot to mention this. Someone gave me a bundle of roses. I was very honored by that. Did I br- did I bring up the the list last week? The list. The queer wrestling list. You may last week was weird too. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be weird going forward. Buckle up. Yeah. The QWI. I brought it up on my Twitch stream, so I wasn't sure if I brought it up here. I, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I just want to say this. This is all I'm going to say. I was rated number three on the list. I agree with the list standings of Dark Sheik being number two and AC Mack, our former world champion, being number one. But my name in the 200 list was listed 84 goddamn times, Peter. 84 times. I am not just a fucking wrestler. I'm a measuring stick, motherfuckers. 84 times. You think there would have been? Not that there weren't queers before me. But there wasn't no fucking queer list before I showed up and started putting all y'all over. So buckle up. Give me a little kiss on the ring. Kiss the fucking ring. Everybody should be bringing me flowers. I should walk into a room and everybody should give me 20 goddamn dollars. Give me $20. Think of it. All right. Ignore that. I don't mean that with Your my whole heart. Jesus year is going to be crazy. My 33? Yeah. Yeah. I understand why at 33 he was like, yeah, go ahead and whip me with the shit. Let me see what I can handle. It... Parade I, me through the streets. Let me bleed a little bit, motherfuckers. Astrologically, it makes a fuck ton of sense that he died at 33. Well, I, I don't need to die. Don't I, don't look at me like that, Peter. Sorry, no. I that, that came out of my mouth, and it wasn't how I was intending to express yeah. that sentiment. Um, I, and I don't... I'm confused now, and I don't know how to rework that. It's okay. You don't have to rework it. But I am saying I understand. I understand why at that point Jesus was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just roast me. I'm kind of, what? I gave you everything. What do you want? I am two weeks away. From from the from the three three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got to make it special. Friday the thirteenth this year. Holy shit, Peter! Come Mm -hmm. on, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. The thirteenth. Oh, I. I looked through all of my astrology over the weekend. The first half of this year is going to be insane for me. I have one of the, there's like little things that, that will just randomly happen throughout your life and that are like the big trans, trans, uh, 
transformative yeah. shifts. And I have one of those um, starting very, 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 very soon. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Buckle up, pal. Let's have a good time. It's going to be better once it's we're through it. But uh, yeah. Lots All right. Of- Let's let's watch you though because mm-hmm. we want this to be a good exciting birthday. It time. it will be. I think one of my one of the things that I am going to try to do is to be a little bit more. One of the things I've realized is that I'm really good about being open as far as I want you to know what I'm being open about with that like I shut the gate and then I pretend that the gate isn't closed. <laughs> What and gate? I, yeah, exactly. And so I want to start opening the gate a little bit well, more this year. Well, speaking of opening the gate, I agreed over the weekend to do something that I knew I would regret, but I knew would be very good for me. And that is I am filming a The Life of Effie on a GoPro until February 15th. And I start tomorrow when I get my SD card in. And this is going to be uh, very insane and not what people expect. And I'm about to let them in. So, welcome to the raw form. You're going to get it eventually. I don't know when it's going to come out. But I hope uh, I hope you enjoy seeing the real madness of my fucking life. That's going to be insane. I know. I had to have very intense conversations with them about making sure I was not portraying myself in an incorrect light. But I want it raw and to you. And I think you're getting a little bit of this today, where typically there's a little more of an edit to the Effie that I provide anywhere. And I can't edit Effie anymore. Okay? I can't do it. Effie is not for editing. I am not editing this motherfucker anymore. And I'm not giving y'all shit for free. Yeah. Sorry. One positive thing. This is one to four right now. Positives to frustrations. Positive thing. I did not gamble at all this weekend. I played arcade games for $20 worth, and that is the amount I spent. I did not gamble one time this weekend. That is the first time I've never gambled in Atlantic City. Huh. So I don't know what that means. Good for you. But I feel good about it. Did other people have an interesting time gambling? I don't know because I did not join them. Okay. I I got away from all of it. I did not allow myself to get anywhere near the gambling. I wouldn't do it. Because I could see it kind of going either really well or really poorly. Yeah, and guess what? It doesn't go well for me. I'm uh, I'm admitting right now that I probably... I, I set limits on my gambling, but it's limits of what I lose. I know I'm not going out of there big time. Like, I'm not going to win. Mm-hmm. It never has happened. I'm not gambling anymore. That's not where my blessings lie, is what I've started to say. That's like what a grandma would say to you. Baby, that's not where your blessings lie. You got other blessings. Those are not where your blessings are going to come from, honey. Don't go gambling. I'm not gambling. Done with it. How's that sound, Peter? You think it you think it'll stick? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe we balance it out. Uh besides all the fog and confusion, there was even more confusion. I was in this rumble match. I brought my flowers back out and I gave them to Ricky Morton's son Carrie, which I don't think we kissed. I was gonna say I kissed both father and son, but I did kick him in the nuts. And I did just like buck toss him through a table at one point, just kind of like off the rip. And later he pulled me aside and he was like, Effie, I got to tell you, you're pretty strong. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you really just threw me up through that table. And I was like, yeah, I am pretty strong. I'm glad you could acknowledge that. I will just throw motherfuckers up through a table. Uh, My body has changed and I'm fine with it. I feel physically thicker and stronger. And I 
I'm not worried about the vanity of it, and I'm worried about my body surviving now. I'm up like 15 pounds. Oh, from August at least. Eating more cake and stuff. I don't feel like you haven't been talking about that. (sighs) You want to know what I ate? Yeah, I ate a lot of cake. Okay. Sunday night, I ate a lot of cake. So, the first cake of the year for me was a carrot cake. I love carrot cake. Carrot cake's one of my favorite cakes of all time. I can remember specifically the birthdays where I've had a carrot cake. Nuts or no nuts? Nuts, raisins, carrots, chocolate sauce on top, cream cheese frosting. I want it all. I want straight carrot cake, a little bit of frosting. Definitely no nuts. You know what I've noticed too, though? The The demonic power being loaded into Effie when Effie is in the ring is exhausting the human Effie when he is out of the ring. Yeah. It is It is freeform now, and it is... I mean, Allie's told me specifically, she goes, that's not you in the ring. Like, you prepare, and you call the match, and you get it right. And we've probably said this before, and I'm not trying to be, you know, cloudy like the clouds we saw, but there is a change, and there is something different, and there is something insane that happens in there, and I don't know how to hold it back, and I don't know if I can. But it is it will eat me alive. I'm crazy in the ring. I was crazy with Kerry Morton. I kicked him in the nuts for real, though. I don't feel bad about that because he needs to just stay on the fucking floor. And I did pretty much rail his nuts. And then me and Jimmy Lloyd eliminated him, and he got out. But after this, I was not done. We had to go to Philadelphia. Just a little pin, and this is a pin for yeah. like a lifetime. If you ever feel that it's getting out of control, let me know. Okay, that's fair. Probably have a talk after this. <laughs> Like I said, just small things. No- what I've noticed is there's more and more of my body recognizing what is to come and sort of turtle shelling itself energetically Yeah. in the five to seven hours previous to my wrestling. Once I'm through it, it's like whatever is left of me I can have. Right. But it's sort of like my body goes like, you better be ready and you better be in the zone. Like you're feeling that you're paying more of the toll. Yes, and I'm like, it's subconscious paying of the toll beforehand where I'm like sort of going into this. Yeah. And then when it gets, when I get in the ring and I see my feet and I'm going, it's a whole other world. But everything before that is like, and I think my body just does it so much that it doesn't know what to do. Where's the coherence here, Peter? I don't know. I don't think we find the coherence till later. Good. Um, We've got Mars is about to go direct, which will be nice. Sounds like I'm going to be a bit of a bitch. Well, you have... So you you mentioned earlier that when the flame goes out, you can't get it to pop back up. Yeah. So that's because you have Mars and Aries. Aries is literally the, like, little flame that you need to get the joint going, and then it's out at that point. So Aries loves to start stuff, but it isn't... If the initiation isn't accessible then you're not getting much out of it and you haven't had access to your ability to initiate. Can I get some access? You're about to get access. Again. Okay. And the good news for you is you have Jupiter going into, we have Jupiter going to Aries right now, Yeah. which is your 11th house, which is friends. So like one, your friends are about to have a great time just in general. You have a day chart. That's your best planet. It's going to hit your wrestling placement. So while you think that you don't have big stuff coming up, there is going to be stuff coming and the next little bit specifically for wrestling for you. It's not all that. It's going to be fine. But I do like in this podcast that we are able to come together on such a regular timeline and express exactly where we're at. 
we don't have to be anywhere but where we are right the fuck no. here. Uh, I parked today. There's people still reloading that house, you know, next door. Yeah. And I held my breath and I was looking at everybody and I just wanted to say, it's that bitch Anne Hathaway, isn't it? But I didn't say it. I let it alone and I walked my way down here and I saw you. It, I landed, I, I, I mean, like I landed at like eight eight forty five Monday and then immediately started doing stuff. And then my body said, you're done. Like it was like, you're done. Yeah. And that's where I've been since then. I've kind of woken up today feeling a little better. I'm still a little congested in my head, uh, but I'm I'm trying to get back on the train. I think we're going to do it today. And I hope this doesn't this podcast episode doesn't worry anyone. We're just it's good to express these things. No, yeah, and get I, things out of your system. I think we're on the swing. This is definitely the best I've been physically feeling. I hit a point like four or five, like I put the podcast out after struggling to get, I was explaining to you before we started the podcast, I have like a perfect system to get this out as quickly as possible. And Mercury just fucked me every step of the way. I believe it. And once I put it out, I was like, I am dead to the world. I can't have any more input from anything. I just, I couldn't look at my phone. Um, I, to all the wonderful people that listen to this podcast and all the Patreon folks that send me messages on a regular basis, thank you so much. I will be catching up on all of your messages today. I love that. I just literally could not take in anything more other than uh, the beautiful massage of Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to take it in. Um, but I also think that like as weird and as dark as everything got this past week, I have a nice... As much as I wanted to have this Mercury retrograde be like, oh, I'm just going to chill out and I'm going to drink coffee and just take it slow and reflect and figure out what I want to do. Instead, it's been like dealing Forced with... Forced reflection. Yeah. Like, you will reflect. Travel to the hell realm to figure out all the stuff yeah. that you need to bring back up to reality with you. Here's all the things about what you do that you don't really enjoy, but, but you're going to be okay. Yeah. And you're going to be fine. Yeah. And... You know what? I think sometimes it's good to kind of have these pull back the reins moments where you're like, hey, uh, here's the things you've been cruising by that you're not paying attention to that are also a part of your life that you really need to to pay some mind to and look out for. And that's absolutely necessary and helpful and good. And when, so when does this retrograde end? 18th. Oh, God. Come on. Let's. Just... But the 12th. Yeah. You will get a little bump. Because that makes Mars sense. will unretrograde. Okay, this all makes sense. And the what, timing's will, there. what will happen is things that have been brought up through the retrograde previously, you will be able to directly act on them yeah. going forward. Whereas before then, like while it's retrograded, if you try to have a serious conversation with someone that's like conflicty based, it's not going to go well and there's not going to be a resolve. Now you can resolve stuff. Things aren't going to be as surprising. Why are you thinking of something? Many things. <laughs> so the nice thing about this is because we've hit all these themes twice already. Once when it was direct running through, once when it was retrograde, there's nothing to be surprised about. We already know what we're dealing with generally. Um, and then... Once we get out of this, this is uh, this Mercury retrograde is a fucking doozy. It's I've also, never felt anything. It's like my this. exact re- my exact Mercury placement because I have Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, so it's the exact same. So it's like I was like, yeah, everything will be fine. I'll just coast through this one. But it's been like, no, no, no. You're gonna think about what the fuck it is that you're doing on this planet. And uh, why do we have to do anything on this planet? Why what do can this we planet have to do, do for me? And then and then wa- I, I watched. Everything, everywhere, all at once last night, oh and it God. was the perfect solve 
for the existential everything that I've been feeling. And well, I hope uh, maybe I need to watch it again. It was to me. I had a hopeful read coming out of it, um, though. At times I have definitely felt like I am shifting through every universe all at the same time. But sometimes do you not feel like you're one of those universes just being taken to an end to help in another one? You know, how do you know you're in the main universe and you're not just a skill tree? Okay. This is where I'm going to sound like a crazy person. I love it. I think I've been to the different ones. And I, I think, don't think that you're crazy. I have gotten on bad timelines and had to shift back out. Yeah. And I think we're on a good timeline right here. Well, let's keep the timeline great. I've got a lot coming up. This Saturday, I'm in Chicago. GCW, I'm facing. This is like, I have these matches coming up where I'm like, this is not good for my spirit. I have to fight Charles Mason, Pero, and Slade. Uh, with my partners, Dark Sheik and Ali Catch, known as Thrussy, and when we're all together. These all sound like 90s rave acts. Yeah, they're all 90s. We are all 90s rave acts. Now, I will say this. We're in Talia Hall in Chicago, uh, and I was listening to last podcast last week, and they are also doing a live show in Talia Hall, which it makes me feel very weird that like things I enjoy use the same venues yeah. as me. And we're sort of venue that's, brothers. That's really funny because a few years ago they figured out, I don't remember who it was. It was like one of those older still touring acts that, you know, everyone in the band is in right. like their 80s. They're like, it was like Gordon Lightfoot or so. They're like, oh, we're we're Gordon Lightfoot status now. Oh, no. So you're now last podcast on the last We're last staff. podcast status. Uh, after this, I will be back in North Dakota for Time Bomb on the 12th. And then on the 13th, happy birthday. Friday the 13th. Thank you. you know where I'm going to be, right, Peter? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in First Avenue, home of Prince <gasps> in Minnesota and Minneapolis. That's so cool. I'm spending my Friday the 13th. Oh, I just got jitter chills. And then the 14th, I'll be back in Chicago. Chicago, two weeks in a row for freelance at Logan Square Auditorium. After that, we have a Charlotte to Huntsville, Alabama run for GCW. Friday in Charlotte, Saturday in Huntsville, and Sunday at some other place against New South Wrestling against the carnies pussy versus the carnies peter uh we've got a lot of fun stuff coming to the uh patreon this week i've got another video to put up that has a lot of weird new year's footage that i think people are going to enjoy uh as well as other strange stuff uh and uh we also have a mini show coming out where we're going to talk about the menu and other things and i i want to thank everyone for listening to this today because truly i feel like a weight has been taken on my heart a little bit i feel the sun is starting to come out Mm -hmm. as we finish recording this I'm smiling. I've got a good planned day. I'm going to take Bebop to his training. Everybody take a big breath, including me. You know what I've been doing more of? My Hare Krishna chants. Oh, really? I'm not going to lie to you, Peter. I've really enjoyed my Hare Krishna chants. And I don't want to get too deep into where they've taken me so far. I don't want to get too deep into uh, what my issues with them might be. But I have very much enjoyed my Hare Krishna chanting beautiful. and reading that book has helped me tremendously even this. through a hard time like this. Um, let's do, we have one question that I saved from last week. Okay. It's fitting for this episode. Let's do that. And then you want to close it with a round of Hare Krishna? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Oh yeah. Okay. So <coughs> this question is from Julie. Julie. What has been the most surprising thing to come about because of the podcast? 
Do you have any New Year's traditions slash superstitions, i.e. things you do to set a tone or intention going into a new cycle? So I really had an existential crisis over this a little bit where I have spent the past three years at midnight, at midnight, standing in the exact same place. When 2020 turned to midnight, I was there. In 2021, one turned to midnight, I was there. Maybe it's the past four years. Wow. Maybe it wasn't the past four. Maybe it's only the past three. Maybe it was when it became 2021, 2022, 2023. Past three years in a row, I've been standing in the exact same place in the middle of the ring, in the carousel room, in the showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And it started to make me worry about the ritual I was creating by doing that because I'm clearly doing some sort of ritual. I'm standing with the exact people in the exact place in the exact time every year at this time. And I almost like, not that I won't come back next year for New Year's, but I think at this point, if my partner isn't going to join me in it, that I don't want to start a new year not next to my partner, wherever he may be. And I know it's like, oh, yeah, you're right next to it now. But, like, really, I think I want to ceremonially start with my partner. And I think he'd be fine at the showboat and would enjoy it and would actually have fun Atlantic City New Year's Eve. But uh, having him not with me three years in a row in that position, I've often joked that, like, make your own holidays. Like, make your own Christmas. Don't take the holidays just everybody else. But sometimes when everybody is celebrating the same holiday, you want to do it next to the person that you love, especially one that is supposed to transition you into a new year. So I was feeling a lot of hardness on my heart, not having him next to me. You can be, you can be as, Oh, it's, Oh, it's this fake bullshit. It doesn't even have, doesn't even line up with anything real. Like you can, you can say, Oh, Christ wasn't born on whatever, whatever. There's going to come in time where it's just good to like, enjoy something with everybody else yeah yeah and not feel like i'm on the clock for the uh for the new year transformation yeah i was i was match three that night and then i had to come back out for the new year's i was like oh i gotta get ready for my next part and i was like this is just a new year's countdown you'd be doing this anywhere take a breath pal uh i miss him i miss him a lot i'm home with him now he's working he's working hard um I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I like to, um, I like to keep, I think what is happening this year is what I usually like to do is sweep everything pretty clean going into the new year, just be nice and washed out. And I feel like I've been manually doing that work this year. I haven't done any of that. So here I am with this beard, with this hair, like I've just said no to everything and now I'm going to reform. But I don't know. This beard is kind of nice because it lets people know that uh, I'm not the one to fuck with. Are you keeping it? I'm sure I say I am, and then I'll shred it off in a bout of manic behavior at some point. <laughs> True. But I need to get a haircut, truly. But I don't know what that haircut is. I, I am two. I'm two seconds away from shaving everything off of me at every, at any moment. At any moment. Any moment. Any moment. So the problem is I look pretty hot with a shaved head, but I just can't like give into it yet. It's what AJ wants. But you should do it. Yeah. Let me figure out the next moon. <laughs> yeah. Find me a moon to shave it all off. <laughs> I go from luscious blonde hair. My fucking action figure coming out with luscious blonde hair. And you have a shaved head. I have a shaved head. Yep. I love it. I love it. All right. You want to chant real quick? Yeah. All right. 
Hare how Krishna. You, how, how are you? How are you pacing those? Okay, I'll I'll st- I'll set the one. tone and you join in. Okay. How about that? All right. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I love it. 